0: The tragedy of life is not death, but what we let die inside of us while we live. Norman Cousins Jameson Jarrell has suffered a terrible loss. His wife of 18 years passed away the day she gave birth to their son. Consumed with grief and guilt over her death, Jameson has thrown himself into work and raising his four children without her. Two and a half years have passed since he lost his soulmate. The kids are growing up, and Jameson realized he needs a little more help with them than he wants to admit. At the urging of his mother-in-law, he seeks a live-in nanny to alleviate some of the stress of being a single parent. In walks Olivia Sandifer, a beautiful, vibrant, vibrant thing, vibrant thing, vibrant thing, a vibrant thing a fresh air. The kids immediately take to her, and they aren't the only ones. Jameson soon finds himself enthralled with a woman other than the one he's been with since he was 14 years old. With new feelings arising, guilt begins to set in over his newfound attraction. As bad as he wants Olivia, he can't help but feel like he's betraying his wife. When forced to finally come to terms with his feelings... Will Jameson give in and embrace the budding romance between him and his nanny? Or will he continue to deny himself the happiness she brought into his household? So we start with the married couple in labor. The wife, uh, Sharice, is getting ready to push. And her husband, Jameson, is like, you know, baby, we done did this three times before. We have three beautiful girls. Now it's time to bring my son into the world. You can do You know, like coaching her through the birth. And she pushes him out and it seems like everything is great. He's like, you did beautiful. But then Cherie says something is wrong. And he's like, what? And Jameson is a doctor himself. So but they push him out of the room because it's like, you're not at work right now. And we have to work to try to save your wife. But unfortunately, she doesn't make it. And you know, this crushes his soul because he's like, he's a doctor he should be able to save his wife. But first of all, like I said, you're not working right now and there's nothing you can do. So he has to go home with the baby boy and tell his kids that their mother isn't coming home. Excuse me. So then we jump forward to two and a half years later where he has to take care of four kids by himself. He still has his parents. He has a three brothers yeah three brothers um he's still in contact with uh his in-laws and his mother-in-law is helping him take care of the children but she comes over and tells him you know you really need some help like you cannot continue to do this on your own and plus he's a doctor everybody knows how hectic a doctor's schedule is so it's just like you really need some help around here but he doesn't he doesn't want to get help. He's like, no, I got it. I don't need any help. I can do this on my own. So they finally convince him to get some help. And we are introduced to Olivia, who is a professional. She's been a nanny to plenty other families. And so, you know, she's moving in. So it's Jameson, his brother Cartel, uh, either Reese or Reese and uh what's the last brother's name walker walker is the oldest i believe i second. old. anyway so the four of them plus olivia has a sister by the name i want to say her name is georgia i hope that's how you say it because it's j-o-r-j-a i believe so i've been saying georgia they move her from her apartment into his house where she stays um in the basement Where like she has her own private entrance and, you know, like on her days off and stuff, she has her own place, basically, and she'll come up in the morning, get the kids dressed for school, take them to school, drop them off, you know, like all that types of all of her duties. And there's a budding attraction there. But of course, Jameson isn't making a move because he feels like interacting with any type of woman would be disrespectful to his wife. Plus he still misses her dearly and he has like daily conversations with her where, you know, it's just like, I miss you. I love you. The kids are growing up. They look just like you, you know, all that type of stuff. And plus Olivia, she's still young. She's dealing with a guy where they're not in a relationship. They're really like friends with benefits. And she told him from the very beginning, like this isn't going to go anywhere. This isn't going to go the way you think it's going to go. And at first he agrees, but then he's also like begging for a shot. And he's like, you know, you never gave us a chance. You only keeping me at arm's length. You don't know what it could be. And it's just like, right. But I told you that's what I wanted. And I made that very clear. Like, I'm not leading you on nothing like that. And so at one point, uh, Olivia and Jameson kissed and they were both into it until he pulls back and says it's not you and so this confuses her at first but he says it like either once or twice more where it's not true and she's realizing that he's saying that she's not his wife so she backs off you know like she of course is still doing her job but she pulls back because it, it kind of hurt her feelings And although he didn't say the words out loud, she feels like he said it was a mistake that they kissed. So how close they once were, like making jokes with each other, doing activities together as a quote-unquote family. Oh, that's like, it's not cut out, but it's also not as fun as it once was. So like the kids can feel the tension in the air. He has an oldest daughter where she's 12 close to becoming 13 and she's really close to Olivia she loves her uh it's her and the two other because the baby boy he's only two almost three so he don't know what's going on but the girls are like you know dad do you like her she's cute right she does all of these things for her and then they'll ask her like miss Olivia do you like our dad you know do you think he's cool and They they try to play it off like it's just professional. You know, there's nothing going on between us. You know, just don't get any get any ideas in you guys head. And then. I think what? No, she went out with the guy she had been sleeping with. And basically tried to break it off with him. And he was in his feelings about it throwing shade. Like, you know, you ain't even all that anyway and oh i forgot to mention so it was kind of like when she first started the job she had like a night off so while Jameson was upstairs with his kids they was uh creating cookies like decorating cookies she went out on a quote-unquote date with the guy like he had cooked dinner gave her wine massage like it was different than anything they had ever did and while they was laid up Jameson has sent her pictures of the kids and the cookies and they even decorated one for her. So she thought it was cute and she sent like a little text back and the dude was in his feelings. Like you not at work right now. Like why are you texting him? Like, why are you smiling in your phone? Like he know where you at, he know you with a nigga right now. And he like basically throwing saw in the game. Like he had already suspected that something was going on between the two, even though at that time there was nothing going on. But even if it was it's like nigga i'm single i don't owe you no explanation i don't owe you nothing i ain't got to tell you nothing nothing like that but when she went to go break it off with him uh you know at the dinner he was real rude so she like paid for her portion and left and she had to call georgia to come pick her up and georgia basically told her like girl what you thought was gonna happen but while Jameson and Olivia is playing their little game. Georgia and Walker are hooking up where they both claim that they two player to be tied down. So they both just, quote unquote, having fun with each other. And she's like, girl, you know, you ain't want to be with that man anyway. You knew he wasn't going to take it like that. So basically I told you so. So when she gets home and goes like in the basement to her spot, Jameson is sitting on her couch waiting for her and she's like, you know, where the kids at? He said they were their grandparents. So he walking closer to her and she's like, you know, what's going on? So he asks her like, did you have sex with him? She's like, no. And he says he can never touch you again. She's like, he won't, you know, and he's like, I'm tired of fighting these feelings that I feel I want to be with you. And course she wants that too but she's also scared she's like if we do i don't want to do this with you and then you turn around and say it was a mistake again and he's like you know no i didn't even mean that the first time i was just scared but i want to see where this goes with you like i'm tired of fighting this so they have sex it's amazing Whoop will and like the next morning they're having a conversation and she says i was at the same night Anyway, at some point they laid up and she's like, tell me about her. And he's like, who? And she's like, your wife, you know, explain her to me. So he's telling her, like, I loved her. I knew her ever since I was 14. They got married at 18. And of course, like as married couples do, they had their ups and downs, but she was his soulmate. And he says he doesn't feel her anymore because basically like... She was communicating with him, telling him that Olivia was the one for him. Now, I do want to pull over to the side because I feel like where in Gray Huffington with Malachi, how it threw me off, this is something different. Because it's not reincarnation. This isn't uh, Charisse being inside Olivia, being the same person all over again, but it is his wife basically from the other side giving him the push to, you know, no, I'm not there, but here's someone else for you during your time on earth to help love the kids and love you. So it's just like, and uh, what am I trying to say? So Jameson's thing, well, he's like, I don't want to feel as if I'm forgetting her or like tossing her to the side. Like I still want to remember her. And Olivia is like, I wouldn't try to, you know, come in and take over in that way. Anyway, like I'll help you while you're mourning. I'll be here by your side. She sounded like a beautiful woman. Like I'm not trying to take over in any type of way. So, you know, we're going to keep her memory alive together. Like, and so that just further like pushes their relationship forward. It's amazing. And at first. They sneak around a little bit, not that they were afraid to tell the children. It's just, they wanted to keep that between them for a while or so they thought. Cause it's like, y'all are terrible at sneaking. We've been doing y'all was together. Finally, that's what we wanted anyway. You know, thank you very much. And so in the end, they end up getting engaged and she becomes pregnant as well and then uh we get a little preview into the next story which is cartel story what i think i called that man something else earlier because i know it's jameson cartel uh what did i say reese or Reese, however you want to pronounce it and walker but i do not think i called that man uh cartel anyway cartel gets a phone call and like takes off what was it? At their engagement party? Or at the thought I forgot. But anyway, Cartel is dealing with a married woman who is in an abusive relationship and he's trying his hardest to convince her to leave. But it's just not working out that way. And so we're going to get into his story in the next episode. Peace and blessings, my beautiful people.